your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Michelle Smallman, Dan McLaughlin, Randy Character, broadcasting live from the Beer Garden at Ballpark Village for the Cardinals home opener, brought to you today by Budweiser and Green Envy Lawn Care. And we appreciate the time this morning of the home opener of the Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mozalak. Mo joining us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing well, Randy. How are you? Everything's great here. Thank you very much. I, I want to start with this because I, I know how much having fans means to you and how much having big crowds means to you. Last year was so weird. As you think about having fans in Bush Stadium today, what's it mean to you? Well, you know, as I sit here in my office right now, just seeing, you know, people walking around the stadium, it's just, you know, it's just a different life in, in, in terms of energy that is, is brought downtown now. And so I just think it's exciting. I think it's good for businesses and um you know hopefully people can be safe and and not only can we 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 see this grow in the future but you know people will be more confident um coming back downtown so i mean there's there's so many things that that is positive to see out of this and you know that it just puts a smile on your face when you're staring out the window i am right now Mo, today is kind of a St. Louis tradition. It's a holiday amongst Cardinal fans. And yesterday we had listeners weigh in with their favorite home opener memories. And I'm curious if you have one. Oh, boy. Well, it's it's hard to um, top the opportunity to, to carry out a World Series trophy. So, obviously, 2012 was that um, experience for me. But, you know, all of them have some moment or reason for excitement and you know 2021 will be fans were welcome back and so I, I remember last year when we opened and you know i sat in left field in the seats that i had uh kind of had lunch in every day during uh um our, our pandemic and so you know that was something that's different and something i'll never forget but i think everybody that gets to experience an opening day there's always something that will trigger their their memory of something special Mo, uh, the club has a four and two road trip. What are your takeaways from those six games? Boy, a little bit of uh, Jekyll and Hyde for sure. Um, you know, I, I think the the Miami series, obviously a, a difficult ballpark to hit in. So it was nice to see that at least our pitching settled down, and and, and that was encouraging. You know, I, I think the the Red series was one that um, you know you look at Wayno's start and. It was one of those where, you know, soft contact, but that soft contact got him. And, you know, that was unfortunate. And and then obviously the Sunday game was, was something that was a little bit of an eye roller in terms of uh, outcome. But, you know, I think the one thing early takeaway right now is, is I still think our outfield is going to be impactful. I think, uh, 
you know, our, our infield's talented. I think our bullpen's talented. And I think our starting pitching will, will catch its groove. So overall, I, I think it's, it's hard to read too much into six games. I mean, it's a long season. But um, I would say, you know, coming after that first road trip at 4-2, and two, especially how we played in Cincinnati, you have to feel pretty good about uh, those six games. Well, I want to follow up here. Did you have a specific section and row and seats that you ate lunch in every day? Yeah, section 265, row 5, seat 12. That's pretty cool. And then that was for the home opener. That's where you sat, too. Yeah, yeah, it was against Pittsburgh. Sat there by myself on a kind of a warm, muggy night. And uh, I've actually never seen a game there before, right? Because I always have pretty pretty good angles. But, um, yeah, it was like it was kind of fun, actually. And uh, I have much more appreciation for different seating in the ballpark after the pandemic. Absolutely. Hey, uh, it used to be back in the day that we would get to Memorial Day and uh, my expectation was, okay, starting pitching will kick in and we can count on or at least hope for seven innings out of our starters every single night. Can you give us an idea of how expectations for starters have changed? And as you traverse this season, 2021, what is a good expectation for a starting pitcher? Well, I still think getting into the sixth or seventh inning is is reasonable to expect, especially if you feel like you have talented starters. Um, you know, I think the one thing of modern baseball is you know hitters are, are are more disciplined on how they think about their strike zone, and therefore you can see pitch counts rise rather quickly. And and so you know early in a season you're trying to balance off high pitch counts. And, and trying to protect your starter from injuries. And I, and I think, you know, we, we sort of saw that happen, uh, obviously, in Cincinnati and even in, in Florida for not really being able to go deep into a game. But I assure you, like, uh, Jack Flaherty wants to go deeper. I assure you, like, all our starters do. And it's really about being able to attack that strike zone and, and do so without giving up too much damage. But when you do that, you, you tend to be able to go deeper into games. Mo, we've had some exciting moments uh, early this season with Dylan Carlson, and I believe the famous quote that you had about him was that another team would have to pry him from your cold, dead hands, which I loved. And the Cardinals. Why you want been... me dead? <laughs> that, Jeez, that's horrible. Your words, your your, your words, Mo. <laughs> uh, but the Cardinals have been known for great prospects for many years, and that's the first time I think a lot of people had heard you be so emphatic about a prospect. So I'm just curious, when you had evaluated Dylan Carlson, what set him apart? What made you want to keep him no matter what? Well, a couple things. One is his just versatility. In other words, the, his ability to play all three outfield positions, the fact that he's a switch hitter, the fact that he's got power from both sides. I mean, it's just a unique skill set and one that um, is very hard to replicate. So when you're thinking about putting a player like that in a trade, I mean, you're going to have to be getting back something extremely, extremely special that that also has a, a, a reasonable salary, right? So it's not just um, something that you could easily give up, but don't want to trade him, don't even like talking about it, but he is a, uh, he's a pleasure to watch. And I, I think, you know, from an offensive standpoint, he's only going to get better. Mo, does it ever catch you, um, I don't know if off guard is the right way to put it, or just... You know, it's like, wow, these guys are still going. You got Wayno going today, and this will be his sixth opening day start to match the great Bob Gibson. You got, I think, 17 now straight opening days for Molina. Um, 
you and I were talking, I guess it was a couple weeks ago, and you said you don't take them for granted. Um, so what's it like from your seat watching these guys and you're like, wow, they're still here and doing this and, and doing it at a high level? You know, the, the one thing I would say is, is that, you know, I'm, I'm spoiled because of the, 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 the view I get to see these guys. But if, if people are really wondering, like, like, what does it take to play in the big leagues or what do you have to do to separate yourself in the big leagues? I mean, those are two really good people just to look at. And, and why are they still able to do what they do? And it's, it's not just by luck. I mean, these are like the two hardest working players on our team. I mean, Yachty, uh, you know, pushing the envelope every day in spring training on how early he could get. But, you know, he, he knows that preparation, preparation, preparation allows him to be successful. And I know those are just words. And, and to a lot of people, it's like they kind of roll their eyes. But it really is about their consistency and their work effort. They, they, they do to plan to succeed. And you, you can't help but admire that. And so like when people ask me about them and, you know, when you and I talk about them, you know, I do say they're sort of like, you know, timeless wonders, but it's because they want to be good. And, you know, I think when they no longer feel that they can be good, that's when they walk away. And Mo, it's pretty interesting to hear about a guy like Arenado, who was legendary for his work ethic in Colorado, and he comes here and he's in awe of Yachty, saying, "I'm trying to get to the ballpark first, and Yachty's already there." Yeah, it's going to be tough to beat Yachty. I mean, he is—he is a, a, a very unique person. But like, I mean, you think back to when you first saw him in '04, and like what his body looked like then to what it looks like now, and and. You know, his preparation is, is very real. And, you know, he's also a student of the game. He also has a baseball IQ that I don't think many people um, can even relate to. And so there's just these nuances and these really what I always call like the sort of like unmeasurable variables that he brings to the table that make him so special. Mo, are there any updates that you can provide us and our listeners on KK and or Michaelis? Um, I, I know KK, I spoke to the pitching coaches yesterday. They felt that he threw, um, well the other day. And, and so that's encouraging. Now we just have to make the decision on, on what's next. Does he need to repeat that? Or is he ready to go in a game? Have not met with any of our major league staff yet this morning. So uh, I plan to go down there after this call. And, uh, I did see Michaelis and actually Harrison Bader yesterday. I went over to the alt camp in the morning and, um, you know, it's nice to see those guys on the field and uh, spoke briefly with Miles. He had said that he's feeling really good, so he was encouraged. And uh, Bader certainly, um, you know, that's part of this is just going to be patience, but he told me he was pain-free, which is also encouraging. Mo, thanks so much for your time. We'll let you get downstairs to talk to your Major League staff. We always appreciate your time. Have a great home opener and a great season. That sounds great. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mo. Take care. That is the Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mozeliak, on 101 ESPN. And we always appreciate his generosity with his time and the information and anecdotes that he provides. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday. And as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. 
and Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. It's a well-known fact that good sleep leads to a happier life. Okay, maybe that's not a fact fact, but... Don't you just feel amazing after a great night's sleep? Like the first night back in your own bed after traveling. It's time to demand more first night back kind of sleep. Stop tossing and turning and talk with your doctor about how you can seize the night and day. And visit SeizeTheNightAndDay.com to learn more.